I'm Karina. I'm Troy. How, How are, are we, we doing? doing? How are we doing? <laughs> yeah, and Karina. That's right. That's we us. We end this episode three. <laughs> what has it been? Like a year? Oh, I don't know. More than a year probably. <laughs> so we took a, a, a small hiatus. Small. And, and not that we weren't doing nothing. You know, we moved to a new city and yeah, trying to we get connected and all that. Officially live in Atlanta. Yeah. And we have been for six months, which We're Georgians. most of y'all listening probably already know. Yeah. We're what? We're Georgians. No, can, that's uh, definitely not what they, well, <laughs> Jurgens? No. That's what the real Jurgens call it. Stop. No, absolutely not. Yeah. So Troy, what are we going to talk about today? Yeah. So, uh, I said to you the other day, Hey, I'm going to do something to talk about movies cause it's the end of the year and I love movies. And you were like, that'd be great. You're like, I'd love to, to be a part of that too. And I was like, really? And we're like, Hey, well, I don't we just make this like a podcast. I thought it would be kind of funny because most of the time, well, you know what you're talking about when it comes to movie, to movies. And most of the time, I kind of know what I'm talking oh, about. Whatever. No, I feel like after we talk about it, I definitely feel more confident mm. with like talking about it. But overall, like you're the one who keeps me informed when it comes to movies. That's not. That's because I'm a nerd. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's not a surprise. And there's nothing wrong with that either. I'm just saying, like, I think that you pull me towards this side of the world. Right. Mostly. Well, I think probably what, in our first year of marriage, we realized that going to movies was, like, really good for us because obviously it's something to do together. But then we'd find that afterwards we're talking about the movie and dissecting what we liked about it and the characters and whatever. And then we got to this place where, we get to this place every time we see a movie where we then start connecting the themes and stuff from the movie to like our life. And it actually becomes sort of a, a, a springboard for conversation. And it's sort of part of our, our rhythm. I mean, we go to the movies a lot together. Yeah. Well, I would say that happened even before we were even dating. Mm. I mean, in college I lived with three people that were huge movie people mm-hmm. and Yo, we shout out Cedar Ford to the core. Right. Shout out. Yeah. But they, really taught me how to like love that side. And a lot of our friends in our friend group also loved movies. Right. And I mean, we went e- even as far as to having Oscar parties every year for the yeah. Oscars. Yeah. And as we- They've just gotten worse and worse and worse every year. The Oscars, yeah. The Oscars, not the parties, <laughs> not the, the party. Oscars themselves. <laughs> the parties have always been fun. But yeah. the even continuing into us dating and to us being married, we continued that tradition. Yeah. Just, I mean, you would always, you always tell people like it's your Christmas, yeah. the Oscars, yeah. and you just love it so much, which I've always admired. I just genuinely really love the act of going to the movie theaters mm-hmm. though. And I love, especially on premiere nights, I love this sense of like community yeah, and togetherness. I mean, last night we went and saw Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It was the premiere of... The Rise of Skywalker. Oh my God, did I get the name right? You got the name right. Holy I'm very shit. impressed. I thought Woo. you were going to bail on that one. Yeah. I, 
<laughs> I said it, the and Vermeer I was like, wait. Of, um, <laughs> great. Yeah, Star Wars is definitely. I mean, yeah, I don't know anything about Star Wars, but um, oh, anyways, Lord, we can't even start about Star Wars. That'll go. What I love about <laughs> what I love about going to the movies is that I. I mean, for example, what I was getting at is the last night there was a guy sitting next to us. I mean, it's a pack theater. We went to an uh, IMAX showing. And no, hey, hey, I'm hey, sorry, we Dolby, Dolby. Dolby. Oh my Put God. Put some respect on Dolby's name. Here we name. go. Yeah, where the seats literally. Best theater in the United States. Dolby I thought theaters, that we were, it was like a roller coaster. Yes. It was like a roller coaster ride. It, 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 might, it made my stomach hurt. It was so loud. What? <laughs> Maybe that was because you were so excited about Star Wars. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but last night, this guy was sitting next to me. You were on my left, and this guy was on my right. It was a packed theater. Everyone's so excited. Star Wars, blah, blah, blah. And this guy just like had this sense of camaraderie, I think, with you. And I was awkwardly in the middle. But we Troy really, kept we really making- switched. Yeah, we ought to, I almost told you to switch with me at one point because I he kept looking over like- you would look over at me and he would look over and like, it was a whole thing. Was and I was great. just like sitting there in the middle, like, should I leave? <laughs> but it, I just love that sense. Like a total stranger, don't even know his name, probably right. will never see him again. Really connected over that thing. But yeah, yeah, you connect over that thing. And and I do, I, and there's a sense of like, and this is a whole other topic for another thing, but there's something about like Star Wars or I saw that a lot with the Marvel movies, like mm. Avengers, like people just, Harry Potter also, right. like th these kinds of like- Franchises, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that like really pull out like a lot of love from people, yeah. so. Okay, so this is what we're doing. We're doing top 10 movies. Yeah. We're gonna go from 10 to one. Couple ground rules first. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, here, let's start here. These are the movies we have not seen. Um, we've seen a lot of movies. We, How many movies have we seen, Troy? Uh, this year, so far, this is what is today, December twentieth. Yes, I've seen forty-four movies this year. Mm -hmm. I think that you've seen one or two less than me because yeah. I watch a couple by myself. Yeah, on Netflix or something. No, actually, you went to the movies once without me though, so maybe you're at forty-three or something. Yeah, I have um, gone a couple times. That's true. We've both seen over forty movies. There we go. This year. Obviously, also, yes. I I just want to preface because if you don't know us personally and you're somehow found this podcast, but also don't know this as a fact, we have an AMC membership. Yeah, shout out to AMC. Not sponsored. A-list. If you want to sponsor this podcast, to. hit me up, fam. <laughs> so the AMC membership, fan. we have that. Essentially, it's three movies a week, every week. So this is how we go to the movies. Yeah. We literally budget it out. Yeah. Since we got married, there has been some sort of movie uh, Rest in peace, movie pass. Right. Rest in peace. And so we have found a way to be able to like fit this into our budget and make this a priority for us because yeah. we love it. So I just wanted to preface with that as yeah, well. Yeah, shout out to AMC. Uh, okay, so obviously this is not an exhaustive, we have not obviously not seen every movie that came out this year. But here are the sort of big movies that may sort of have a little Oscar buzz or like end of the year buzz that we have not seen, okay? Uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, Ad Astra, The Lighthouse, Dr. Sleep, Waves, Queen and Slim, a Hidden Life, Little Woman, and The Last Black Man, San Francisco. Some of those are in theaters now. Some are opening like on Christmas Day, and then some we just missed, and they're like on streaming now. We need to watch. Actually, we will watch some of these over the over the break. Over for the sure. Christmas break, yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon for sure. That's on Amazon Prime now, right? And The Last Black Man in uh, San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So shout yeah, out. I think that's true. Um, okay, so but many just shout outs. Shout out, I'm just shouting out tonight. Yo, also shout out to Tip Top Cocktails. Oh my god. Yo, Tip Top Cocktails are sponsoring this podcast. Yeah, no. They come in how, these are little babies. How how big are these? Little baby what? Little Give cans. The They're like, okay, so like imagine a Coke can and then cut it in half and then cut it in half again. That's how and they're so cute. 
Right. They are 100 milliliters, but they're an Atlanta-based company, and they're really great. They're different cocktails. And that's what we're drinking. I've got a Manhattan, and she's got a Negroni. Dear God. <laughs> Shut Let's up. just get to the All movies. Right, here we go. Oh, oh, one more thing I was going to say. I was going to say. Obviously, art is all subjective. Yes. And I think for me, this is my personal philosophy when I make my movie list. I have lots of lists. If you know me, you know I keep lots of lists. I have a list for Marvel movies, ranking. <laughs> I have that for Star Wars, DC movies. And then I keep one for just all the movies I've seen a year. And that's just movies. That's just, yes. And albums and da, da, da. But I, I try to split the difference. I try to be half objective, half subjective. So you're going to see, especially later on in my list, there are some movies that you're like, oh, this is objectively not as good as XYZ. That's fine. I have to ask myself the question, which movie would I rather see again? Yes. Or which movie like impacted me deeper? Yes. And that's just, that's subjective. That's by person totally. by person basis. So That's also how I, I made my list. I think we've just talked about that a lot. It's, yeah. I, as I was going through, I was like, which movie would I want to sit down and watch again? And this is how I kind of came up with yeah. my list. Also, we don't know each other's list. So that's part yes, of the fun here. Yes, that's also true. Although you've showed me at some point just because you keep a list. Yeah, you don't remember it though. No, I don't. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Although I think I know what your number one is, but. It's Cats. <laughs> oh, that's another one we haven't seen, but don't cats. plan to see. God, no, 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 no. I don't see movies with 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. He's above it. I'm a I'm elitist like that. Okay, okay Karina, here all right. We go. No, 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 no. I want you to start. No, no, I want you to start. Here we go. No, I want you to. Okay, fine. Here we go. All right. My number ten. Drum roll. Uh, John Wick, Chapter Three, Parabellum. I said that word right. I'm very happy about that. Uh, directed by Chad Stahelski. John Wick is back, baby. Here's the thing. Right before we started recording, I told Karina that we should do a recap of the plot of every movie we talk about. I don't know what happens in this movie. <laughs> and, I, and the reason I don't know why is because I watched all three of these movies in a week. Yes. And so I have no freaking idea what happens in each movie. No, no. Okay, hang on. No, the first one. I remember the first one. The first one is about the dog and then Theon from, from Game of Thrones is in it. Mm -hmm. The second one. Uh, His dog is murdered. Sorry, we didn't say that. In the first one. In the first one. The second one is a continuation of that. Right? Like it's like I, the I son. It's the son of the, the guy. That maybe I'm wrong. I literally don't know. I remember in the third one, he gets his finger cut off. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Oh, oh, oh. My girl's in it. Halle Berry's in it. Yes. Shout out to Halle Berry. She went to high school with my dad. <laughs> yep. Shout out. Uh, Wait, I didn't know that. Yeah. And all, all of her stunts in that movie are real. There's no like... Badass. Yeah, badass. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I The thing I love about the John Wick movies, I know this movie is nowhere near your list. That's why I want to spend a little bit of time on it. I When I think about the art of filmmaking. I think about like the physicality of a lot of these movies we watch now. And so much of it is like, it's just easier, right? To just make a, a, a CGI man in a lot of these cases or, or, or woman in these stunts, right? But like these movies, they just feel, they feel so real and they feel like, you know, they spent hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours practicing these stunts, doing these car spins and stuff. And I honestly like, I. If you know me again, you know I'm not like I'm not all about that uh, uh, testosterone life, right? I don't like cars, <laughs> I don't like sports, whatever. But like John Wick, these these are the one movie franchise that I just get, I'm literally just like hyped in the movie theater because it's Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu. He listen, shout out to Keanu Reeves, Canadian. Is he Canadian? Can we title this episode "Shout Outs"? Shout outs to movies. <laughs> okay, that's that's my number ten. John right. Wick, Chapter Three. Okay, well. On that note, my number 10 choice is Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel? I know, okay. I know. Maybe you've influenced me a little bit with your Marvel love. 
But no, I actually, I really liked Captain Marvel. I think I liked it more. I don't know if I'm going to go as in-depth as you do, nor do I know who directed it. Um, but Brie Larson is in it. Oh. But, um, oh, and Samuel Jackson. Let's go, Sam Jackson. <laughs> De-aged. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I actually, it, the, the Marvel movies, I, I love them. I, maybe not as much as some other people. Um in this room right with me right now. She's talking about fluff. Yeah. Our cat. <laughs> Our cat. Um, but no, I don't know. I, I think that, so uh, an experience that I think stands out for me about Captain Marvel is we were still living in Jacksonville. I was still working as a director of youth ministries at the last church that I was at. And I took two of my students to go see Captain Marvel. And there were two girls and they were like super like, different people as well as different ages. One was in high school and the other one is was like a middle schooler. And the conversations that we got to have because of seeing Captain Marvel together mm. was something that stood out to me more than, I don't know, one specific bad criticism of Captain Marvel or whatever, yeah. whatever the case may be. Yeah. And I think that's what like bumped it up to the top 10 for me was because of that experience. And just the, the, the dialogue that I got to have with a lot of my students because all of them were so into the superhero movies and all this stuff, and I got to have this dialogue with them. And Captain Marvel was one that really stood out. And I just, I do really like Brie Larson. So maybe yeah. that's not so much about the movie, but that's really what bumped it up for me. Yeah. I, so here's a common sort of criticism of, of Marvel movies is that they're sort of factory movies. And they, right. ju they yeah. just turn them out and whatever, and they're all the same. I think that is, I think that's intellectually dishonest to say things like that. I think that is, I think that if people say things like that, that just means they don't like these kinds of movies. That's fine. That's fine. But for me, when I think about Captain Marvel, I think about what they did with the scroll characters. So you're not gonna, I, I'll, t I'll say this out loud for you because I know you're not like, you know, in, into the comics and stuff. <laughs> Traditionally, the scrolls are villain characters. And they're sort of like conquerors and they go around and like take over planets and stuff. So to reappropriate the scrolls as refugees, to me, is just a beautiful way to recontextualize a story. To say that, oh, you always thought these were the bad guys. No, like they they had to leave their home and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's when I think of Captain Marvel, like I, I mean, obviously I love Brie Larson and, and Sam Jackson and stuff, but that to me was like the most poignant story beat in in that movie. Nicely said. We'll talk about more Marvel movies later in this list. I'm oh, sure. yeah, I'm sure. Number nine. Number nine. All right, my number nine is Booksmart. Yeah. Olivia Wilde. This is probably on your list. Is it your number nine pick? It's not. Okay, so we'll get back to, to it. I won't, I, won't, I won't hang here too long then. Yeah. I think, I think this is her directorial debut. I'm not sure. Obviously, Olivia Wilde's been acting forever. She's amazing. Um, I, here's what, we, we can move on after I say this. The thing I love most about Booksmart Mm. Is that it's a, it's hilarious. Obviously, mm -hmm. for me, it's actually like a near perfect movie. There's mm -hmm. a, there's like a five minute bit right in the middle when they become the clay, the dolls. Yeah, the clay dolls. I just it lost me. I mean, I guess I'm just not into that kind of humor. But it, it's almost one of those movies where I'm like, oh, they didn't need to change anything. I I love what this is a coming of age movie mm -hmm. and yada yada, and it's a movie about accepting yourself. Yeah. Right, and not needing to be like other people, but also realizing 
the ways in which you need to improve yourself, mm. right? Mm -hmm. I love that the setup for the movie was that these two girls were like all judgmental versus their friends and whatever. Oh, we're getting into college and we're yada yada, and you guys just wasted your high school career. And then it turns out everyone else is also succeeding. And they realized that they had sort of like, they actually could have been close to some of these people. Yeah. And then both of them would have been better off for it if they had sort of gone into it like non-judgmentally. Totally. I thought that was like done really, really well. Yeah, agreed. We'll come back to Booksmart. Okay. All right, your number nine. All right, my number nine was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Really? I know, you're really shocked. I am very shocked. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, listen, I don't know what it is. I do really like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. I, What's your favorite Tarantino? Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Yes. Dude. Yeah. I like. I remember watching that movie. Anyways, we're not talking about that movie, but I do remember watching that movie for the first time and really falling in love with this like gory, funny, mm -hmm. violent genre that is Quentin Tarantino. Right. Um, but what I really, I think, I really like um, historical fiction. Okay. Mm in this movie, not I think I know. Yeah. But I. Really liked this movie. It brought to surface also like a ton of topics that I wasn't familiar on. Mm -hmm. I'm not, yeah. wasn't familiar on this, like a lot of old Hollywood or even the Manson family. Like yeah. I obviously knew who he was vaguely and like what he did, but we, I remember, do you remember leaving that movie and us just going down this rabbit yeah. trail of like, you know, looking for, looking up all of this, like, right stuff about the Manson family and just like the story. Then we story. listened to that podcast afterwards. Yeah, we yeah. listened to this like 12 episode podcast about the Manson family and it was just so interesting and so intriguing. I also do love like true crime kind of stuff. Yeah. And so there was just all of these things that I do love that wrapped up into this movie. And I just really loved um, also the relationship between Brad and Leo yeah. in the movie and just there's just so many, so many great scenes and so many great points in it. And yeah, that was my number nine pick. Well, this works out nicely because my number eight pick yep. is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Amazing. I watched, uh, who is it? Is it Variety? Who does the Actors on Actors Yeah, YouTube I think it's series? Variety. It's Variety. I was watching the one with Shia LaBeouf and Kristen Stewart. Mm -hmm. And she was, because Shia nowadays only does sort of like indie stuff, right? Oh my gosh, I just realized we haven't seen his new movie either and that's going to be on the list for sure. Oh, Honey Boy. Yep. We have not seen Honey Boy. That's on the list. But anyways. Anyways, that's on Amazon Prime very soon. So also we'll shout out it. to Honey Boy. Um, he does only does sort of like small movies, indie movies now. And she, Kristen Stewart's one of those actors that's like one for you, one for me. She'll do a big studio right. thing and then do you know her little small movies. And <clears throat> she asked him if he would ever do a big movie again. And his answer was, I would do a big movie if it was about characters, not about plot. Mm. And so it, basically what he was going into was like how um, most big action or like big studio movies are about plot, not about characters. And I, I had never heard sort of like it framed that way. I thought that was very interesting. And for me, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is that movie. It's, yes. It is about characters. Yeah. It's not about plot. There's a plot, you know, yeah. in the back, you know, there's sort of like things that happen and, and whatever, but like, you're literally just hanging out with a couple people for for a few days. And I think a lot of people didn't like the movie because they're like, oh, what's the point? Why or whatever? And I, I, I think, obviously, the whole brand of this movie was old Hollywood, sort of appreciating right. the way things used to be done. And I don't have a lot, personally, I don't have a lot of love for old Hollywood, not because I don't like it. It's just like, I just that's not how I answered into cinema or whatever. Um, 
but I think it captured sort of that perfectly. Yeah. The idea of just get to know these four people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, everyone was great in the movie. Uh, I wish that Sharon Tate had more to do. Yes. But I think, again, that's sort of, I don't know. I, I go back and forth on it because I, I could say, oh, well, that's the point. But I don't know. She wasn't really a character. She was, again, sort of like, she was part of the plot. She, she obviously had to be there to sort of move things along. But I think, especially with an actress as good as Margot Robbie, she could have done a little more. But also, MVP of the movie, though, is that little girl in the Western scene was she sitting there reading her book? Yes. So good. So good. Yeah, that's my number eight. Okay, well, on that note, my number eight is Hustlers. <laughs> hustlers, yeah. <laughs> Listen, yeah. I loved I loved Hustlers. I thought J-Lo was really great. Yep. It has my girl Lizzo in it. Yep. What, um, what was the lead actress's name? I feel so bad. Is it Constance Wu? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Constance Wu, who was also in Crazy Rich Asians. Yep. Yeah, so... If you don't know Hustlers, it's essentially this story about J-Lo, uh, J-Lo's character. Actually, and it's also based on a true story, yep. but J-Lo's character, blinking on the name, but yep. character, is basically rising up as the like start from nothing, uh, gets into stripping, and becomes this incredible, like really well-known stripper in New York City. Constance Wu... Uh, her character lives with her grandma in New York City as well, is trying to make ends meet, decides to start stripping for money, meets J-Lo's character, and they start scheming on how to um, make money off of these rich white men that would come in and... They're, they're specifically Wall Street bankers. Correct, correct, yes. And this is right around the time of... Yeah. Sort of the, the backdrop for this movie is the 2008 financial crisis. Right. Thank you. Yes. And yeah, so it's this whole like scheme. They have these other strippers join in on them, um, these other characters, and they all scheme to like, m- basically their whole thing is like getting back the money that is due to them. And yeah, it was, was stolen from everyone. Was stolen yeah. from, yeah. And so, yeah, it's- It was so good. It was so good. Yeah. I loved it. I loved every moment personal favorite scene was the Usher scene. It was just so ridiculous Yo, and so over the top. Usher, baby. <laughs> That's it. That's it. The movie, for, it stopped for like a whole two minutes. Well, listen, <laughs> and the, as soon as he walked in there, not that I was, I don't know, into stripping when I was in eighth grade, but I was listening to Usher and it just like took me back to took a moment. Yep. Yep. <laughs> but anyways, overall, I, I like, it was just really enjoyable for me. And it brings, I think, a really interesting conversation about um, that profession yes. and a whole side of things that are oftentimes taboo yeah. in society. It was very humanizing. Yes, yes. Um, there's a brutal scene, what, like two-thirds through that movie where she- Talking about the grandma? She comes home and yeah. finds her grandma and, yeah. and she's died. And it literally, like, that was one of those times where you're, like, watching a movie and have, like, this, like, personal epiphany. Yeah. And I just realized that, like, that- that's a thing that people experience. Absolutely, yeah. And it just like, it, it sort of sent me down like a like a really like, not, right. I wouldn't say dark path or whatever, just like right. interesting play, thinking about that, you know. Um, I really like Hustlers. It's not on my list, but I will say that was maybe, maybe the number one movie this year that really just surprised me. You wanted to see it and I was like, I have no interest in seeing this movie. I thought it was going to be more like one of those, he, J-Lo has been acting for a long time. 
But like, when was the last time she had like a great role outside of like Selena? I, I mean, obviously like, but like, no, yeah, I thought it was gonna be one of those like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? One yeah, of those I, Tyler Perry movies or something. Yes, and uh, no disrespect to Tyler Perry. Shout out to Tyler Perry. Yo, just opened up his new facility here in Atlanta. Shout out. Anyways, oh my god. Um, anyways, I loved Hustlers. Yeah, great. where are we? Number that was seven. Number, that was number your seven. No, that no, was my eight. That was your eight. This is my seven. Okay, you haven't seen this movie. Uh, the Irishman. Right. The Irishman. Man. Men. Mm-hmm. I, here we go. Let me, let me say this. <clears throat> I did not want to like this movie. And I admit that. I, I generally try, obviously, I go into some movies wanting to like them. I generally try to go into movies sort of just, let me just experience this for what it is. I actively did not want to like The Irishman because I found the dialogue around cinema and what cinema is going into this movie so frustrating and annoying. Like this idea that it was honestly, if, to me, it felt, if you don't know what I'm talking about, Martin Scorsese sort of gave different interviews talking about how like, oh, we did, people don't make real cinema anymore. And sort of like specifically targeting like Marvel movies or whatever. And to me, it was just so sort of classist and like elitist and there's a lot of gatekeeping and so I, and I, I love Martin Scorsese as a director. Don't get me wrong. I like his movies. I'm not huge into like uh, mob movies or whatever, but I, you know, he's freaking Martin Scorsese. Um, I, I really did like The Irishman and it's obviously really, it's, it's really good. Um, it's a long movie. I unfortunately could not watch it in one sitting. I wish I had been able to because it's one of those movies that there are so many characters, so many details that, I mean, I literally, I watched it before a gig I went and sort of played for three hours and then came home and watched the rest and I had like forgotten little things, right? And so anyways, it ended up It's a lot fun. to keep up with. Three you were telling me about it. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Um, here's what I'll say about The Irishman and the thing I, I liked most about this movie. Obviously, the, I mean, the acting, just freaking amazing. I can't believe that this is the first time Al Pacino has ever worked with Martin Scorsese. That blows my mind. Um, and obviously the fact that he was able to pull Joe Pesci back out of retirement and this may be, you know, his final role. Incredible. Cinematography was incredible. The movie for the first two and a half hours is a very typical mob movie. Sort of rise to power, whatever. And also another interesting movie where there was sort of like the backdrop was sort of real. What's the guy's name? Jimmy, Jimmy Hoffa. I'm not very familiar with sort of the real story, but that, he was a real guy, real sort of politician guy, um, type guy. Um, first two, two and a half hours, very typical mob movie. And then the last hour of the movie is an old mobster who's all alone. Everyone he's ever known is dead besides his family who wants nothing to do with him. And it asks the question, was it all worth it? And I've never seen this kind of movie. I, I don't think Martin Scorsese has ever made this kind of movie. The, the only other movie I can think of, and I've never seen it, but I know it's sort of lauded as a similar movie. I'm, I'm going to get the name wrong. Is it Unlawful or Un... Shit. It's a Clint Eastwood movie. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Karina doesn't know what I'm talking about. Someone knows what I'm talking about. Someone out there. That to me, if, if the movie had ended two and a half hours in, I would have been like, oh, this is fine. Like, this is cool. You know, mob movie. The last hour made it really special. And I don't think this movie's for everyone because it's so long and it's, you know, it's very much like character study movie. But the, I will say the last hour was very impactful for me to actually sort of had something to say. 
Shout out to the Irishman. What's your number seven? Well said. My number seven is Ready or Not. Ready or Not, yes. <laughs> this is another movie that I had yes. no idea what to expect from it when me we saw either. it. Me yeah. either. Troy came to me and was like, listen, I want to watch this movie. And I was like, listen, I don't like horror movies. And it wasn't really that. No, no, it no, falls no. under that kind of like gory, it's like a like genre. slasher, yeah, genre movie. you know, which I love. I do. I indulge. Um, okay, essentially, Ready or Not, if you did you not like see it. slashers more than you like. Like scary horror, don't you? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not trying to, no. Yeah. I want it to look so fake right. that I'm like, I can, you can debunk disconnect. that yeah, yeah, in yeah. my head. Yeah. Okay. So essentially, if you have not seen Ready or Not, it's it's a like a wedding night couple. The bride is marrying into this rich, um, big family. And the night of their wedding, uh, her new husband comes to her and says, listen, my family does this initiation night whenever there's a new member in the family that joins and it's really silly, but will you come downstairs and play? And so she, and her new fiance is acting kind of weird yeah. and just like, she's like, okay, like, why didn't you tell me about this? Like, it's just a game night. Like, it's totally fine. Goes downstairs, start playing this game. And essentially it's like this family has been cursed and they have to play this, um, like almost like a Russian roulette kind of of games and whatever card that comes out, it's the game that they have to play. But the game that they don't want to play is hide and seek. Hide and seek. Yeah. And that's the All card. the other games are completely normal games. Completely normal games yeah. except for hide and seek because hide and seek is actually the bride hides and then all, the whole, all of the family gathers up these weapons and try to find her to kill her. Yeah. Is essentially, it's like yeah. a sacrifice. And she doesn't know. They, she like, they doesn't don't tell know. Her. Yeah. They don't tell her. So she goes off, it hides, and then just madness commences. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's just, I just really enjoyed myself during the movie. Yeah. And I know that maybe it's like not the best movie ever, but again, this list is based on my own opinions. I thought it was awesome. And I really liked it. Like, I want to watch it again. And yeah. so that's my number seven. Yes. And oh. if you haven't seen it, I would recommend it. It's, it's really fun. It is rated R, but it's really fun. Yes. Hard agree. Yes. Ready or not. Ready that was in not. my honorable mentions. Yeah, Top yeah, yeah. 15 actually. Yeah, I believe that. Yeah. Um, okay. Number six. Uh, this is a movie we saw recently. I I'm interested to see if it's on your list. Marriage Story. It is also my number six. I Beautiful. knew it would be your number six. Beautiful. <laughs> we were wondering if we were going to match any numbers, so we can just talk about it at the yes, same time. Yes, Marriage Story. Um, okay. Directed Scarlet. by Noah Baumbach directed this. Adam Driver. Adam. Uh, Scarlett Johansson. My boy. Laura Dern. Yeah. Great cast in this. Really great cast. Um, it's on Netflix. This movie, to me, was the most real movie. Yeah. I saw in 2019. Mm -hmm. Painfully so. Like, yes. It was halfway through the movie, sort of like at, right at the peak of sort of dysfunction, right? Um, I guess maybe a little more than that, because sort of like, I guess it, it, sort of going into the third third act when things were just at their worst, I really just wanted to stop watching and like finish later because I was like, I don't know if I can handle any more of this. Um, but just a really, it, it, you know, okay, so it's a movie about sort of an, an art couple. He's a theater director. They own the theater. They own, he, Yeah, they own a theater company. He's a director. She's sort of the main um, actress. Mm -hmm. And it's about the, like the process of them getting divorced. I right. think when the movie starts, they're separated, but still living together. Yep. 
And then she sort opens of opens up that scene with them with um, the therapist. Yeah, he asks them to like write what they like about one another, right? In an effort to kind of start a really horrible thing off on a semi good note. Oh, that scene is Brutal. so painful. Brutal, man. Um, I resonated a lot with Scarlett in that scene, like not being able to mm-hmm. like let your pride down in order to kind of like right. Oh my gosh, yeah. I, I think it was interesting. In in some ways they're very similar characters. And in other ways they're very opposite. Yes. And sort of how they he dealt with the divorce with denial. Right? Yes. Like he was like, if I can just if most of the time, yeah. He's like honestly, he sort of had this mindset like eventually everything will just go back to how it's supposed to be right. whatever. And she it's interesting, she was if I, hopefully I'm never in that scenario. If I was ever in a scenario like that, she had this sort of just like, like go move forward and forget everything. Like forget right. like, and, and sort of this like, like horse blinders thing. Yeah. Where she just like, and it's like, she forgot that this man, how much she likes him now or not, like yeah. has to be in her life forever. And she like sort of like tries to forget that. And yeah. I think that she almost like was keep you, like have a tendency, right? In, when you're in this committed relationship and stuff to keep, maybe maybe not for everyone, but even if it's not meant, like you're not actually trying to do this, but you keep a list of all the bad things. Right. And it felt like she, as soon as this started going and she got that advice once she had moved to LA from, was it like a writer or director that she was talking to that woman? Her and mom. No, no, no. It oh, was oh, oh, on oh, set. Yes, yeah, on set. The, yes, and yes. She yeah. like closes the door and they get, it's just them and they have that conversation where she's like, let me recommend to you this lawyer because this shit's about to get real and yeah. you should like come for blood. Yeah. And I just felt like in that moment, she like pulled out this list and she had already like had yeah. and she just, that was, yeah. was yeah, yeah. she was like keeping up for, for Adam's character. Yeah. Um, obviously the scene where. Yeah. So in the I, apartment. It frustrates me that this, this scene has been like memefied. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But, because if that's all you see out of context. Well, I think I think that there's something to be said, sorry to cut you off, no, no, no. but th- there's something to be said about wanting to avoid pain. And that scene, I don't know, for me, and for a lot of people was so real and almost felt like you've been in that scenario before. And so in an effort to soften the blow, you have to mm. meme it. Like you have to make it funny. Right. I, there's one tweet that stands out to me a lot that I saw that was like, oh, like some of y'all have never been in an acting, like a theater class before. Right. And it's like, you're right. I never have been. I've never took theater. I never right. did any of this stuff. But that was some damn good that acting. That was real. Yeah. Like that was, the, the moment he falls to the ground. You could see him as he was saying the horrible things he was saying. Oh, you could see yes. him wish he could take it back. Yes. And we've all been in that scenario before. Absolutely. I... I think a lot of people will not watch this movie because they think they know what it is. Yeah. And this is another movie where it's character over plot. You know what happens. Like, you know what happens in the movie. Yeah. It's not a spoiler to no, say. they're getting They divorced. get divorced yes. in the movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, it does, that doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. Like, it's about the journey, right? Yeah. Um, hard recommend on Yeah, on it was so good. Also, freaking Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson had great years. Yes, they did. Great years. Yes. Um... She's in two of my movies that are coming up. Actually, on I your she's, list, she's the actress that's in the most of my movies. Interesting. Yes, she has also said some interesting things. She this has year said some very interesting that I can't. Last year, oh sorry, 2019, we're new people. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, 
I don't know. Okay. All okay, right. so I guess I go with my number five. Nah, yeah, go for it. Okay. She's on this movie too. Okay. <laughs> Jojo Rabbit. Okay, is yeah. Is this your number yeah. five? No. No, okay, okay. Uh, I. It is on my list. God, though. I love yes, this movie. Yes, me too. I cried d- multiple. Yeah, like, 100%. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm prone to cry. Everyone knows that yes. about me. But I think usually with movies, I'll get one good one in, and then that's right. multiple times yes. in this movie. Also, let's just preface real quick. In case you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, yes. it's about a little boy, lives in Germany at the peak of Hitler. Yeah. And I think it's like 1941 when it started. Yep. Something. Uh, Hitler's reign, and uh, Scarlett Johansson plays the mom. She And he finds out that she is hiding a Jewish girl in their basement. Yes. And well, so, and he's he's a part of Hitler's youth. Yep. Or is that what it's called? Hitler's youth or something? Hitler's. It, it was like a real thing. It was literally, it was, it was a, a camp kid, for children kid to go Nazis. get indoctrinized. Yep. And so he's bought in. And so his he is his sold. imaginary friend is a imaginary version of Hitler. What he imagines yes. Hitler to be like. Yes. Um, it's play, so good. Directed and played, and Hitler's played by Taika Waititi. Yep. Love, freaking love Taika. And I just think it's brilliant that a Polynesian Jew would get the chance to play Hitler yep. and, and sort of, anyways. It's so um, good. But, but, but he finds out that, yeah, so she's a, a, a sympathizer, a, Jew, a Jewish, a Jew sympathizer. I don't, I don't know how to say that. Um, and he has to reckon with the fact that his, his, his dad's gone. Yes. He's in the war. Um, and we never really get confirmation. Is he in the war? Do we know that for sure? We know that he's, I, I don't know. I thought that was an interesting. It's just the two of them because the dad's gone. And so either the dad's fighting for the Nazis or the dad's on some secret like sympathizer mission. And we don't know. Or he had been caught or something. Or he had been caught. I don't know though. Is she, Scarlett doesn't seem to like imply that he's already gone. Anyways. Well, um, we don't know. Anyway, so the only sort of person he knows and loves this dearly, it, it, he finds out is sort of on the opposing side of him. And I, and it's his mom. It's really, so to me, this movie had so much to say about online sort of male culture, hmm. watching sort of young men be radicalized on, you know, Reddit, 4chan, YouTube. Yeah. And I, it's just crazy to me that a movie about sort of, it's a period piece, right? It's about actual Nazis. It just had so much to say and felt so relevant today. And just that the ultimate message of the movie is that there's hope for everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. Also, Sam Rockwell. Shout out to Sam Rockwell. And my guy, uh, Theon, he was also in this. Oh, yes. Uh, I guess he wasn't in the third What's John What's his Wick, actual name? I don't, Alfie Allen is his real name. He's related to Lily Allen. Really? Yeah, it's, it's her brother. Damn, I love me some yeah. Lily Allen. Um, yes. Rebel Wilson is also in this. Rebel Wilson was great too. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit, good. so good. It's so uh. good. I won't say what I'm going to say about it because Jojo's coming up for me, yes. but um, my number five was Us. Us, yep. Um... Dun, 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 dun. I got five on it. Us uh, was Jordan Peele's big movie this year. Um, God, it was Lupita. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Let me say this. Let me I say just, this. I, Us is coming up for me. All I will say early on in this discussion about Us. Because we, we will go more. We will, we will talk a lot about Us 
Uh-uh. They haven't released the Oscar noms yet. No. But usually sort of other awards will give you a sort of idea of, yeah. of how. I think that mm-hmm. Us has been completely robbed in every category. Everyone. The fact that Lupita's not nominated for not nothing. One. Nothing. Yes. Get out of here, dude. Get out. <gasps> Get out. <laughs> how could you not? You know. Get out. Um. No, yeah, us. I loved us. I was super freaked out to see us. Also, how I felt about seeing Get Out, but I just bored through it, and I did. Yeah, I know it was just so freaking good. I mean, the kids in this. Yeah. Okay, listen. If you haven't seen us. Yeah, give us give us the the. Well, elevator pitch. Let me. It's this family that go to vacation at Mm -hmm. beach house. Um, is, and essentially shit gets weird. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, that really kind of sums it up. Um, th- there's this, you find out that there's this like underground cloned world where your shadows, you just shadow straight people. to the end. All right, well, listen, if you haven't seen us at this point or you, how could you not know? Yeah. Like the, every yeah. movie poster yeah. is doubles, right. of doubles of them. Right. And this is what I'm going to get at is that all of these characters played themselves twice, twice indifferently. It wasn't just like, just them yeah. cloned. They were like, their yeah. shadow people were weird. Yeah. They were weird. And so there's just so much. And I think that we're going to discuss this more because I'm sure that our top, what are we now? We're on a top five, but our like one and twos are probably very similar. Yeah. But well, our ones are probably most definitely different, but um there's a lot of to say about classism, people mm-hmm. living below mm-hmm. um, that I'm sure we'll talk about more in a little bit, but mm-hmm. that's that's what I'll yes. say about us. Yes. Um, okay, that was your number five? That was my number five. All right, we're in top five. We're, we are, we're, doing we're here. This top five of the year. Uh, number four was, for me, this is a movie that came out earlier this year. Uh-huh. Another movie that I feel like is getting completely wrong. Yes. I really hope we have I know the same what you're one. talking about. No. The Farewell. No, it's not the same one, but it's uh, on my list. Okay. Farewell, directed by Lulu Wang. Yep. And it's based on so uh, her autobiography. Yes. I can't remember what the name of the autobiography is, but she she wrote it, obviously. Um, and it's about, it's her story, sort of, she is post-college, mm-hmm. living the millennial life in New York. Mm-hmm. She gets news one day that her grandma has, like, stage four cancer and is, yep. is going to die soon. Yep. And so she... Uh, her family decides to go back to China and, oh, they arrange a marriage yes. in the family. A cousin. A cousin of hers. They arrange him to get married so that the whole family would have an excuse to get together. Yes. And Which, sort of brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. And sort of sort of the, the hook of the movie is that they decide as a family to not tell her that she has cancer. Wild. Um, I, this is another movie this year that just ripped me up. Mm-hmm. Um, I have such a weird relationship with family, that idea of family. And it's just crazy to me that this, this is a story about sort of Chinese people and Chinese Americans. You know, one side of the family has sort of become American and taken on American culture and all this stuff. And so there's, you see this conflict in the family of sort of like Western thinking versus Eastern thinking. You know, uh, um, Aquafina plays 
Lulu Wang, the, the main character. God, she's so great in this. So I've never seen her do drama before. Yeah. So good. Um, and so she's bringing this, she was raised in America, right? Yeah. So she's, I mean, I, I think they moved when she was really young. Yes. So she's bringing this, um, why wouldn't we tell her and right. sort of give her agency and whatever and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, her, the Chinese part of her family is bringing this other philosophy and mindset of, well, you know what? Like here in China, we actually don't belong to ourselves. We yes. belong to each other. Yes. And, and so why wouldn't we just make the rest of her life as good as it can be? Well, and there was that, do you remember that one scene between her and her father where they're discussing it and mm. he tells her that mm. and he's like, the Americans think that it's all about yourself yeah. and that's not our Self-discovery. Oh yeah, this, this your, scene, your passion, yeah. your, yeah. The oh. scene between her dad and her uncle. Oh. Yes. I, I, it, what I was trying to say is, is that I can't believe I saw so much of my family in this story. Cause like it's such a context just removed from my, my family's all up in American culture and whatever, whatever. But I, I, I've literally had, like there were scenes where I was like, I've been in this room before where this is happening and this is sucks, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so good. Yes. The scene, mm. The scene, at, I won't, no spoiler. This is one of those movies I want you people to go experience because I don't think a lot of people saw this movie. Yeah. The scene at the end where they're walking in the street and there's the, the, the shot of them all walking and oh my God, Farewell is so good. That gave nothing to anyone except unless except, you've seen, unless it, you've seen it. Good. It's just so good. But uh, I'm not going to share what I feel about Farewell because it's- It's coming up it's for coming you. It's coming up for okay, me. But okay, my, so what, this is number three, right? This is your number, no, this is your number four. Oh, my number four is Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit. Which we've already discussed, or I should say you've discussed. Yes. But it, it's, so what I will say about Jojo Rabbit, we've already discussed it in length, but the thing about it is that it humanizes this mm. like idea of the other. And, and you see it in this relationship. And I think there's a lot, I am very big on learning and being near, um, younger generations Mm -hmm. and there's something that was so like evident to me while watching that movie of this child who has already bought in and knows exactly what his life, he thinks his life is gonna look like. And he's like a middle schooler. And maybe it's because I, my work and my passion is in in and around that age, but I know what that's like. I, I remember feeling that way and feeling like, you know exactly how people are because so and so has told you and all this stuff. And then mm. you actually meet the right. other and you like learn to love the other and you realize that you're actually wrong. And I think that's something that children teach us is to allow ourselves to be wrong and to sit in it and to be upset, but also to move forward. Wow. Whereas in adulthood, I think it's a little bit more, our pride is a little bit more built up. There are more right. walls. There are more like- There's more to lose from There is wrong. more to lose. Yeah. and. Uh, Jojo Rabbit really like laid that out for me. I felt like, um, I mean, one of my favorite quotes is there isn't anyone you can love once you've heard their story. Yeah. And Jojo Rabbit literally yes, is like writing story. this girl's yes. story. Right. Yeah. And so like, yeah. I mean, just that, ugh, uh, so good. Yeah. Um, Roman Griffin Davis hmm? is the name of the actor that plays Jojo. Yes. And then his bre- best friend is Archie Yates. Yorkie. Yes. yes. They are so good. Yes. Also, I don't know if you know this, but Archie Yates, his his best friend, is gonna star in the Home Alone reboot. I didn't know there was a Home Alone. Which reboot. I kind of like. Why do we need that? But also, if you're gonna do it, I'm glad it's this kid because he's so he's good. So hilarious, man. 
Also, the scene at the end. Can I say this? Is this a I don't spoiler? Want, don't spoil it too much. Which which one are you talking about? Where? Oh, the shoes. Yes. The shoes. Yes. I just I. This movie has I shouldn't great, have started that because it, I don't want to like. It has great setup and payoff. Yes. Great script on this one, and it's, it's just so hilarious. It's yes. so great. Oh, yes. can we watch it again? I would love to watch it again. Yes. Um. Okay. Number three. Top three. Here we go. All right. My number three film is Us. Yep. Dun, 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 dun. John, John. I got five on it. These poor Listen, people's ears. I get out and Us. Yeah. You know, when we look back on our life, I'm about to get real hyperbolic. Here we freaking go. This is, the, I mean, this is me. I'm being real. I'm done with my tip top. Shout out to Tip Top Cocktails. They sponsored this podcast today. We can all look back to art that actually sort of had a real impact on us, right? Yes. And we can say, oh, this, this was sort of like a, 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 a little paradigm shift for me, right? When I, when I sort of had some realizations about myself and whatever. Yeah. I learned so much from Get Out about myself, about my family, about what it means to be black in America. Yes. And Us doesn't have as narrow a topic. I think Us is a much broader movie, but I feel the same way about Us. I, this is one of those movies I feel like a lot of movies can sort of have pertinent things to say about political stuff that's happening right now. Yes. And, and that's cool. Like, and I love when, because movies take a while to make. And so that's, that's actually hard to sort of, uh, you know, if a movie takes at least a year, probably more like two or three years to sort of write, shoot, and release, it's, it's impressive if something is still pertinent, right? But us, I think we're going to watch us in 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, and it's going to have new things to say every time we watch it. It's one of those mm. movies that sort of transcends a moment. It's about classism. It's about the other. Right. It's about, um, it's even about sort of family and how when you're born into a certain family, you're expected to be something. Yep. And how that is completely bullshit. Yeah. And how we see that played out in the movie. Um, us is a movie you have to watch two or three times. Yes. Because there's 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 watch so one. It's yes. same with get out. There's watch one and then you and then you know what the story is and you know what's happening. And then you rewatch it again and it just hits on another and, and us is also one of these movies that there are certain questions that are never answered. And so depending on what you believe about certain characters, I'm thinking specifically about the sun. In the movie, yeah, it changes how you watch the movie, be, be, sort of based on your head canon, how you feel about certain things. Yes, I love this movie so. So this this movie, I'm not going to say what my next film is yet. This movie connects to the next movie on my list deeply. We probably have the same number too. So I love us. I think us is. Brilliant. I think Jordan Peele is brilliant. Yes. I hope that he keeps making social horror thriller movies yeah. forever. Yeah, I will continue going. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Loved loved it. Um still a big regret that we did not use 
us as our Halloween costumes. I know. We didn't even do anything for Halloween. That's why, though. This, this, this is true. I'm just saying. We can go next year. It'll still be, Missed it'll still be relevant. We'll just care. bring it back. Yeah. All right. My number three is Booksmart. Booksmart. I knew I was going to love this movie, and I did. I like walked in so excited and I left so excited. I really, 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 really love um, Olivia Wilde, but I also really love the two main characters. And I think I just saw a lot of myself in Beanie's character and having a plan and knowing exactly where your life is gonna go. And then it not being everything you thought it was mm. gonna be. And so, it's also, I mean, I, I, not to repeat everything that we've already said, but it's also so funny. Best scene of the film is the taxi car scene yeah. with the girls in the back yeah. seat, the principal in the Jason front. Sudeikis Jason Sudeikis as yes, the principal. It's yeah. the iconic. Yeah. Um, I saw it again, and it was just, it hit just as funny as the first time. This is, might be, this is a bit, I might regret saying this, but this might be the best ensemble cast of the year. It the chemistry that the two main girls alone have. Yeah. And also I went down a deep dive of following the actors on Caitlin Instagram. Dever and mm-hmm. Beanie, Beanie Feinstein. Feldstein. Feldstein. Yes. Um it, and just watching I'm not big on Troy is big on watching interviews of the actors and like the actors on actors and variety, which I've seen a few, but I have watched multiple interviews with Beanie and I just love her. I yeah. think she's so great and I'm really excited for the like what else she's going to be doing. Yeah. But it, this movie was just compared a lot to her brother Jonah Hill's movie. Super bad, yeah. Yeah, and there's just this one particular interview. I'm sure she said it multiple times, but the one that I saw, she someone asked her you know, or someone, it's been it's been compared to as the female books or uh, right. the female super bad. Right. And she said, her her kind of thing is like, why can't it just be what it book is? Smart. Yeah. And why can't it just be book smart? And why does it have to be com- continuing to be compared? Right. And anyways, it was it was I loved it. I loved it. It's my number three. I love I love that we're getting to a place in. Um, mainstream art, I'll say it that way, in mainstream movies and whatever, where we get this sort of representation that doesn't have to be so, how how do I want to say this? There's LGBT representation in this movie that's not like, oh, hey, look at this thing. It is just sort of, it just is how it is. It is. And I I love, I think that's just representational of Gen Z, right? And and yeah, how kids yeah. see their friends and stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's not these like, now, n- not to say there's sort of universal acceptance. I'm sure, I'm sure LGBT youth still experience all kinds of um, uh, 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 discrimination in school and stuff. But more and more, you know, high schoolers can come out to their friends and it's not this thing where they become ostracized. It's like, okay, yes. yeah. my friend's gay and right. that's just how it is. Right. And, and sort of, and it's it's also just like there's that, but also just like gender representation in the movie. Yes. And there's a character that's uh, never explicitly stated as non-binary, mm-hmm. but it's like that's the the at least the um, uh, implied. In, in, yeah, it's implied. And um, I yeah. mean, this movie was pretty white, and yes. so th- there is like lack of representation in that sense. But 
I still, I just loved it. I just thought right. it was so great. The, and, and the, it's a whole coming of age sense of, I felt what the characters were feeling in the, in the film. And I just, nothing beats that for me is when yeah. I feel so invested in that character line and their story. Yeah. And it was really funny. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. freaking hilarious. All right. Three, two, one. Our number two is Parasites. Parasites. Yeah, I That's knew your it. number two That's as well? my number two. I have no idea what your number one is then because I thought that was going to be your number no, one. No, Parasite okay. is my number two. Okay. God, this movie. Parasite directed by Bong Joon-ho. Yep. Um, he also directed Snowpiercer. Uh, he directed Okja. Um, oh, there's another movie that I know he directed that I'm blanking on. doesn't matter. South Korean filmmaker brilliant. I had heard all sorts of great things about Parasite. And so that was a, sort of enough for me to like, oh, I want to go see this thing. I had to drag you to the movie theater. You to go did. See. You had, I to, had drag to drag me. I was like, I'm so uninterested. Yes. Well, in it, we didn't know what it was. We thought it was like a horror movie. We didn't really know. I don't know how to describe this movie. It's, it's a family comedy. It's a family drama. It's a thriller. It's suspenseful. It's like political sat satire and commentary and try and give us the plot. I'm, I actually don't know how to describe it either because there's, it's just so complicated. So I actually like looked up the description okay. for it. So I'm just going to read that. No spoilers. This No, this no, is there's, movie, no yeah. there's no spoilers, Good. which, which is why I was having difficulty yes. explaining it. This is a movie you want to see Without knowing, knowing as anything. little as possible. Yes, yes. 100%. Okay. So essentially what it says is all unemployed, Kai Teak? God, I the probably. Nope, the boy's name. Oh, oh. And his family take peculiar interest in the wealthy and glamorous Parks family. Yes. As they in integrate themselves into their lives and get entangled in an un unexpected incident. That sounds all right. That's like, yes, yeah. that. Yes. Again, so so sort of, I said this movie was connected to, to us. Yes, so yes, yes. He, the theme of film mm -hmm. this year, at yes. least when I say film, I mean movies that sort of rose to, uh, to, to the top of the awards crop and whatever. Mm -hmm. It's about classism. Yes. And, and about inequality. examining, yeah, inequality, examining these issues. And, and it's, it is, yes, a timeless sort of conversation, but also very pertinent right now. Yep. And both parallel with the um, upstairs, downstairs yes. kind of. Yes, both us and Paris. Imagery. Yes. Yes. And what I mean by that is this family. Uh, the parks live on a hill in a huge house. Beautiful glass home yes. that overlooks. Yes. And then the other family lives in like underground. Poverty, underground. Yes. yes. And again, same, same with us. It's right. just, it is that. And I, I watched this video. We watched this video, right? I, on the way home from seeing us. And it was the guy just like. Uh, 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 breaking down like the symbolism mm -hmm. and the imagery, oh my gosh, yeah, and the cinematography of of Parasite and sort of storytelling, the kind of storytelling that you could like turn the sound off and watch it and still see yeah. what's being communicated. The scene, I, I, no spoilers. The scene near the end of the movie where they're ru it's raining outside and they're running down the staircase. Mm -hmm. Jesus, oh, it was where just, he looks down and the water's running running into over his, his shoes. Feet. Yeah. Whoo. It's hard to talk about this movie because we've already said it, yeah. but, but it's hard to not spoil it. Yeah, it become it is it is quite literally a few movies in one, and it, and it, it becomes yes. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is a college class. Mm. You could literally 
in a semester, like really like yeah. explore the, the, all of the branches that this movie like brings up to the surface. And it's just so, so good. Yes. There's just so many, that expectations of family, like you were talking about in us, I think there's a lot there of wanting to provide and, and failing to, yeah. and then fe feeling like you fail yourself, yes. feeling like you need to act a certain way or be a certain way, yeah. lie. Yeah. I'll also saying, <clears throat> okay, so on my- It's also my funny, sorry. Yeah, no, yes, it was hilarious. Yes. And not in a- Look, we're making jokes now. Right. In a way that like real life funny where things happen and yes. it's like you just have to like appreciate yes. how funny it is. Yes. Parasite and Us are both movies about classism and they're on my list. A movie that's that came out this year that I enjoyed but thought was overrated was Joker. Yeah. Is also about classism. Yeah. It's not on my list. I think that the main difference between these movies, another movie about classism, Knives Out. Yes. Honorable mention for me. Yes. Same. Um, in Parasite and Us. Ready or Not, too, honestly. Ready or Not is also, yes. This, like, yeah, sorry. In all these movies, violence is actually a moral... Hmm. <sighs> compromise. And we see how the violence they enact actually actually has degradation on their character mm. and how it actually lowers them to sort of the position of these people that are oppressing over them. Yeah. The, the, the violence is not justified. In Joker, I, I enjoy Joker. Ultimately, sort of the, and I'm using quotations, the answer in Joker was just, just kill the, the talk show host. Yeah. And you win. Yeah. And I understand we're watching a story from, the villain's perspective, I, whatever. S still, that's what the movie's saying is that like, that's all you have to do is just, so just a little, little inside for me or my thoughts. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah, okay. it's phenomenal. Are we here? No, no, you, yeah. Number one. Yeah, we both had the same number two. We had the same number two. We had the same number six, number two? Yes. Love that. All right, what's your number one? <laughs> I wonder what it is. I think everyone can guess. Everyone knows my number one is. My number one movie of the year is Avengers Endgame. Dun, 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 dun. I saw in the first uh, 12 hours that the movie was out. Dear God, I forgot. I watched it. No, that's not true. Excuse me. In the first 24 hours the movie was out. How long is this movie, Troy? Let's preface three with hours. that. Yep, there it is. In the first 24 hours the movie was released, I saw it three times. Three times. I saw it one time after that. I've seen the movie four times in theaters. Um, this is what I mean. This is why I wanted, it was important for me to say at the beginning. No one is subject or no one is objective when we talk yeah. about art. Uh, okay. For me, mm -hmm. superheroes. Yes. Comic books. Yes. It is, it is in my DNA. They rule your world. They are the story. They're quite literally the stories that rule my world. They're quite literally the stories that like helped form me. Yeah, totally. Totally. And it, it just was special to exist in this time and space where I got to watch all 22 of these movies unfold yes. in real time. I was in theaters. So I, special. I watched Iron Man 1 with my dad yeah. in theaters. And the fact that I just, 
it, this will be like one of those things, you know, I, I, I remember growing up, my dad would talk about, I saw Empire Strikes Back and I guess, I guess he probably saw all the Star Wars in, in yeah, because 77 was the first one. He saw all the Star Wars in, in theaters right? and he was able, I was there, I, I saw it and think, this is going to be that for me. Like yeah. one day when we have kids, I'll be like, I watched the MCU from the beginning, right? Yeah. Um, they're going to be so over it. No, they're, yeah, they're going to be like, whatever, dad, we like pirates or whatever. They're, our kids pirates? are going to be really into like Pirates of the Caribbean or some shit that I'm like, I don't understand why you don't like superheroes. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I don't even, I, I don't even know what more to say. I just, uh, this movie was satisfying to me on almost every level. It's not a perfect movie. No. It's, it's still, you know, it's a Marvel movie and it has all those things. I think they, they shortchanged uh, Black Widow. Speaking of, shout out again to Scarlett Johansson. They, I think they shortchanged that character. It's cool that she's getting a movie, but what, what the hell? She, why didn't she have one already? Like, it's weird that you're having one now. Yeah, we, we can go on all that. Still, I, I mean, you were sitting next to me the first time we saw it and those portals start opening up. I was like, just elated. And it was again, it was again, it's again. It, it's Y'all, not- when I tell you that I thought this boy was going to jump out of his seat into my lap when the, when that fight scene was happening. I mean, and he wasn't the only one, like the whole Woo! theater was like cheering and erupting. And it's that whole like thing that we were talking about in the beginning, the camaraderie of like yeah. joining together yeah. with absolute strangers. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. Yeah. But I thought there were multiple times you kept raising your hands. I was like, I'm going to get smacked in the face. 100%. So excited. Again, to me though, again, it's just, it's, it's a testament that when we experience storytelling, it's not, it's not even really about the beats. I knew that was going to happen. Totally. I knew, like, I knew all this. Like, just duh. Like, it's just seeing it unfold. It's, it's, it's. In such beautifully yes. crafted CGI. I, I'm, can I bring in like a really obscure reference that like. Sure. That I'm not going to get. No, no, you'll get it. Like 2% of everyone else listening though will. So we just watch all of the Watchmen on HBO. Oh yeah. Shout out to the Watchmen, our favorite show. Our, uh, was this your favorite show of the it year? It really was. My favorite show of the year. It was so good. If you don't know what the Watchmen is, I can't even try to explain it to you right now. But there's a character <laughs> in the Watchmen, the only, it's it's sort of a superhero story kind of, but there's one character in the Watchmen named Dr. Manhattan. Yes. He's the only actual hero with powers. Yes. And his power, he has lots of powers. One of his powers is that he sort of exists in all time at one time. He, he doesn't experience time the way we do. He just sort of is. And yes. so as he's having a conversation with someone, he'll, he'll like laugh and they're like, what are you laughing at? And they're like, oh, something you said, you say to me six months from now, right? That's kind of what for me, it, this is what superhero movies are like for me. It's not about like, I know what's gonna happen. I know that the heroes come back. I know they beat the bad guy. But the thing with Dr. <laughs> Manhattan is he still experiences emotions as he lives. Yeah. So it's like, as you go through these stories, as you watch these moments happen, wow, you still, parallel. I know, I know. I was just thinking about it, it. You still, it still just hits fresh. Yeah. I, I think, I think there's a lot I don't like about superhero movies. Mm-hmm. I don't like how cozy they are with sort of the military complex and how they sort of have to like, Winter Soldier is the closest you'll ever get to sort of any sort of criticism of government or whatever in, in these movies. But I think Tony Stark's arc, going from I am a billionaire because I sell weapons right. to I am myself going to, hey, you know what? If you haven't seen it, then you don't obviously don't care. To, to, I'm going to give myself up I'm going to give my 
my my relationship with my daughter up. Yeah. Everything that I could have. <laughs> Get out of here, bro. To save the world. Yeah. 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 I love and, I and, love that side of you, Troy. And the parallel and the parallel arc, which is someone living so selflessly that they never thought that they could have peace themselves. Uh, 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 Steve Rogers living so selflessly and the lesson he needed to learn was that he can be happy too. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> Avengers Endgame, baby. He's right, gonna cry. He's gonna I'm cry. Sorry, He's got hide. tears in his oh, eyes. <laughs> Y'all, he is crying. No, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. We're good, we're good, we're good. Okay. <laughs> what was your number one movie? I don't I have no idea what it is. It's Farewell. The Farewell okay, is my okay, number okay. one. 100 percent yeah. Hands down. It the farewell, it you you touched on it a bit of seeing yourself and your family in this. My family are also immigrants. And that on the surface is just, you have this bond with any other human when you're a first generation um, American in your family, as I am. And Aquafina's character did come over when she was little, but she was like born and raised, like mm -hmm. she was just American yeah. and Chinese American in that sense. And I just related so much to that in in feeling the pull of wanting to be in your culture in America and, and it not even being like an, an act or anything. It's just who you are, but being around your family and feeling not enough, like not American enough, not in her case, Chinese minus Spanish. Like it's just not feeling like and not understanding and being stuck in the in-between and then having a big, in her, in her world, a big family crisis that's supposed to join and instead, like, really tries to, like, separate and tug and bring up all of this sort of things. And, and Aquafina's character, which I should know the name of her character. Um, well, I know, the, I mean, the real. Billy. Billy Asushi, yes. And then Nainai. Nainai, yeah. Is yeah. her grandma. Their relationship is just so, so special. special. And seeing that she. Just, oh shit! Now I'm gonna cry. They're just, oh, the just the the like Nainai has like no reserved anything for Billy, mm -hmm. and Billy is just comes home and Nainai is just so uh, like uh, so obviously over all of the rest of the family members, just so so excited to have her granddaughter back in China with her, and the just the I, that feeling of watching Billy's character being in her presence, and knowing that these are some of the last moments with her Nai Nai and yeah. like she can't tell her. Yeah. God, it just, it absolutely destroyed me. And it also made me really think about my culture and my family's culture and all of these things. Not that we, I don't think that we wouldn't tell someone that they didn't have cancer. Also, it's just different in America. Like yeah. you're not being, that news is not being given to a family member directly. It's gonna be given, you know. Yeah to the said uh, patient, but I don't know. It's just all of the parallels and then being th that feeling as we're getting close to the holiday holidays, we're about to go back to my hometown mm -hmm. and being around a bunch of my family and that feeling of being back with a bunch of extended family and it brings up whatever it is the case, whatever the case may be and brings up all sorts of things, good, bad, all the in between. And I just, the the scene where, there, where she walks in, also Billy's character was not, 
her parents told her, oh, this is a whole other thing. Her parents told her to not go to China for the wedding. Right, they because they knew she was going to spill the beans. was going to spill the yeah. beans. And Billy couldn't hold a straight face and all this stuff. And first of all, me, me, 100%. <laughs> like, I cannot, like, yes. Right. And so she goes anyways because mm. Nai means so much to her. And she can't imagine Nai Nai leaving the earth and her not getting to be with her again. Yeah. And yeah, no, it just, that the story of the farewell stood out more than any other for me this year. I, I'm going to tie a really random story in with, with all the stuff you just said. Please do. When I was in high school, I experienced one of my breakups, right? And I was devastated. And I remember thinking about how, I I can't remember why, I, I think we must've just seen her or something. I was thinking about how my grandmother knew me before mm. this relationship and she knew me after. Mm. And that sort of grounded me because I, I, I sort of just recontextual, just remembering that, oh, this one relationship, this was a period of my life, but this was not my whole everything. Mm-hmm. And th- this movie beautifully portrays the relationship between sort of an older family member and a younger. And there's moments where Nai Nai she's looking at her granddaughter and you, you you sort of realize she knows her granddaughter better than she knows herself. Yeah. And like that's Ooh. that's hard because it's easy for family members to make you stuck and, and they sort of lock you into to the person they think you that can happen, but but sort of when you experience these special relationships where they sort of see you pe- like through all your phases and through all your stuff and they sort of see who you they see you who, for who you are. Right. Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I love, and that's maybe, that's a movie that takes a lot emotionally out of me. So it's not one that I can like, you know, I'm going to watch The Farewell tonight. Right. I just, it's not who I am, but man, it's so good. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. That's it. Top we 10. Top 10. Do you have any sort 40 of 40 like, something. Yeah. Do you have any like, Honorable mention movies that didn't make your list that you're like, oh, I want to shout out. Um, do I'm sure you do. I do. Why don't Yo, we go ahead and start with you? Midsummer, dude. Hell no. Midsummer. Okay, y'all. I I don't know if you know anything about Midsummer. I hope you don't, honestly. It's but so good. I did not see this film. I refused to go see it. But Troy went with my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, and they all went to go see it. I was at work at 11 a.m. They went at 11 a.m. I got messed off up our work. whole day. And I came home. All they did was tell me, you guys went a little in detail, but you guys were telling me about the movie. Y'all, I started bawling my eyes out, out of fear, out of fear. We're sitting in my (laughs) living room as we are currently right now. 100% safe. Very safe. (laughs) Have my cats, my emotional support cats sitting next to me. And I'm like bawling my eyes out. Also didn't help that y'all were watching breakdown videos and there were actually, you, you know, you walk out of some movies and you know exactly how you feel about it. I walked out of Midsummer and I was like, what the hell did I just watch? I was kind of like, I, I, this is, and it just has stuck with me. And every time I think about that movie and how beautifully it was shot and Florence Pugh, who is like, I love her so much. And she, in 2020 is her freaking year. Um, Midsummer, another one, Good Boys. Yeah, I was literally about to say that. Loved Good Boys. Good Boys was so great. Pure. So funny. Man. Just such great comedy this year. Um, But that one's just like purely comedy. Literally about two, or uh, a group of boys, like three of them. It's about friendship, yeah. And um, they, it's vulgar. And yes. it's rated R, and it, but it's it's hilarious, and they get themselves into some fun trouble. Yeah. Um, 
I think I had one more. Oh, Knives Out, which Knives we kind Out, of agreed. talked about yeah, a little yeah. bit. Knives Out. Ryan Johnson. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Ryan wow. Johnson. Ryan it's real Johnson. pertinent right now. Don't make me talk about Star Wars. <laughs> I think that that pretty much sums it up for me, though. I'm looking through. We have our list pulled out in front of us. There were some. Should we mention some bad ones? <laughs> According to us, I yeah, I, I hate like worst worst films of the year. I hate that <laughs> list. How about how about here's here's a good question. Let's do this. We'll get one each. Most disappointing movie. But what if you already knew it was going to be a disappointment? Okay, I guess we can go with worst time in a theater if that's what you'd rather do. What's yours? My my least favorite movie this year? Yes. The Upside. Oh, yes. It you came out. That. It came out in January starring Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart and uh What's his face? Brian Cranston. Yes, good. Brian Cranston's great and is always great. He's never not. Yo, that movie was rough. Kevin Hart cannot act. He can't act to save any he is so bad. It's a. It's like supposed to. Be, it's funny or whatever. There's funny move scenes for sure. It's supposed to be this serious tale about two guys who come from different walks of life and they connect and have a friendship. I I wanted to leave so bad. You did. You I did. wanted to leave, but I like we we came in one car and I literally couldn't leave you. It was. <laughs> and I wasn't gonna leave. I was like, let. We're I already it. here. I hated every second of that. Wow. What's mine? There's so many to choose from. Okay, so my my worst, honestly, it's really it's really a tie between uh, Dark Phoenix and Charlie's Angels. Yo, <laughs> rip, y'all! Like these white women that was just. Wait, which know. movie are you talking about right now? I guess Dark Phoenix. I'm also keep thinking of Kristen Stewart, but Char- Charlie Charlie's Angels. That's so difficult for me to say. Um, wasn't all white women, but no, it was just so bad. It was white feminism. Yeah, yeah, well put. That that movie to me felt like, oh, the kids like feminism nowadays. We got to sell feminism to the kids. I hadn't seen the originals, and I saw I saw the first one because they're I think they're all on Netflix. The I first one or the the two thousands one? Because it's a TV show from the seventies. The one with Cameron Diaz. Yes. So the the remake, yeah. the first remake. Yes. Yeah, it was. I mean, I, and I was taking it with a grain of salt. Like, what was that? Early two thousands. Yeah. I was like, yeah. They, I mean, this is they're for very, sure dated. Their time. Capsules. But this new one. Uh, it's trash. <laughs> trash. So anyways, that's all we'll say about that. But Darfin, don't even get me started on X-Men. Yo, Kevin Feige, give me a good X-Men movie, please. The X-Men, I'm sorry, I'm about to go on a rant and then we're going to end this podcast. The X-Men are the most socially relevant superheroes that have ever been created. Ever. And Fox doesn't know what to do with them. But it, it doesn't matter now because Disney... The mega capitalist evil empire has them, so we'll yeah. But they, some... they they gave us Baby Yoda. I mean, they gave us Baby Yoda, but you know, shout out to Baby Yoda. <laughs> hey, happy holidays, friends! Thanks for listening. Yeah, hope you guys like movies as much as we do. Don't uh, rip us to shreds too much. No, rip us to shreds in the comment section down below. What comment section? Hey. You can rip Troy. Please don't rip my <laughs> fragile. <laughs> Have a good one.